it's a good time to pause and reflect on our life. Where have you come from? Where are you now? And where are you going? You know, we go through various stages, but the one thing that's constant is time is moving. And so is your life. And that can bring a sense of excitement as we move into new things. But I also find as I get a little older, it's also uh, quite sobering just to realize how quickly time moves and life moves. Uh, you might have heard of the, the book of Psalms, this uh, collection of ancient uh, songs from Israel. And there's uh, uh, Psalm number 90 that was written by a man named Moses. And uh, he was reflecting on life. And in Psalm 90, verse 10 to 12, he says, Our days might come to 70 years or 80 if our strength endures. But he goes on to say they quickly pass and we fly away. Uh, Then he concludes by saying, teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. So it's a really good thing to reflect on your life rather than just kind of get in the cruise control automatic mode where we just kind of keep going from day to day. Uh, You know, here in Australia, I think the average man's living to about age 80 now. Average woman's got 84 years. Of course, all of us today are above average, but let's just assume for illustration purposes today that you live to the age of 80. And if we viewed your life as a single day, 6 a.m. to midnight, okay? So you've got 80 years and we're looking at your life as a single day, starting at 6 a.m. going to midnight. If you're listening in today and you're 15 years of age, well, it's 9.22 in the morning for you. (laughs) Time to get up and add it. If you're 20, well, it's 10.30 a.m. and the day is well underway. If you're 30 listening in today, well, it's 12.45 p.m. You're already into the afternoon of your life. If you're 40 years of age, well, it's 3 p.m. in your day. If you're 50, it's 5.15 p.m. and the sun is almost about to set. Of course, we've got daylight saving time, so you got a little extra. If you're 60 years of age tuning in today, uh, it's 7.30 p.m. and the evening hours are beginning. If you're 70 years of age joining us, then it's 9.45 p.m. in your day and it's getting a little late. If you're 80, it's midnight. If you're over 80 today, well, you're into time on, extra time. Now, hopefully that's not too depressing for you. Uh, Many people are living longer. My my dear dad passed away February last year. He was 92 years of age, lived a a long, full life. And his best friend uh, actually lived to 102. So, uh, you know, hopefully we'll we'll, we'll live beyond the average. In fact, not only are people living to 100 today, there's now a new category called the super centenarians, and they're living to 110 plus. So um, I'm hoping you'll have not only a long, but a healthy life. But I think the point of that exercise is to realize is the clock is ticking, life is moving, time's going. And so it's good to pause and to reflect about our life. There's many different metaphors or pictures we could use to look at our life. And today I want to use the analogy of a race, a race. Uh, There's this uh, letter in the New Testament. It's, It's the letter of Hebrews. And in Hebrews 12 verses 1 to 3, I'm going to read from the New Living Translation The writer says this, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge cloud of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up. Let us run with endurance the race God has set before us. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. Because of the joy awaiting him, He endured the cross, disregarding its shame. Now he is seated in the place of honor besides God's throne. Think of all the hostility he endured from sinful people 
then you won't become weary and give up. And so this writer is looking at our life through the image, through the metaphor of a race. And as in any race, you want to throw aside anything that might hinder or slow you down. A race requires sustained effort and endurance. You don't want to just start well and make it halfway. You want to finish your race well. And to finish the race well, you need to have your eyes on the goal. And for for people of faith, uh, Jesus is, is the goal, the one that we look to for inspiration. And so on this Sunday morning, as we talk about the race of life, I just want to have a real personal message for you today and simply ask, how is your race going? How's life been for you? As we just pause for a moment and say, life's moving on, whatever age you may be, how's your race going? Uh, Some of you listening today are going strong. That's the first possible uh, response. And uh, you you may be tuning in today and and life's going great for you. You know, family's good, work's good. And, you know, you're clear about who you are and where you're headed. You've got a sense of focus. You've got some passion and you're making some progress. Life has a sense of meaning. And, you know, for some, the pandemic has has actually been an advantage. Maybe you've had some opportunity come your way and (laughs) you're doing really great, even despite uh, this global situation. And, and, and so if you're going strong, well, that's a great place to be. It doesn't mean everything's easy, but you, you've got a sense of peace, a sense of joy. And if that's you today, if your life's going really well, then I just want to go, fantastic. You know, we're, we're cheering you on. Go for it. Uh, you know, you, you're probably one of few people that are in that place because I know a lot of people aren't going strong. But if you're going strong, then enjoy this season. You know, uh, keep that smile on your face and, and keep enjoying your life and your race. Now, secondly, maybe you're listening in today and <laughs> you say, that's not me. I'm not going strong. Maybe you're slowing down. You know, sometimes in our race, we, we, we slow down. And there's a number of reasons why we might slow down. Uh, Firstly, when you're tired or fatigued, you you just need to slow down the pace a little bit. Maybe you've had a busy patch. Maybe you've been working really hard. You know, in a race, sometimes you have a a, a steep hill that you've been climbing. You just can't, you you know, you can't keep the same pace up a hill that you can down a hill. Uh, Some of you have been working some long hours. I don't know about you, but... uh, I've had some Zoom fatigue, you know, uh, or I've also experienced what I've been calling emotional claustrophobia, you know, where you just you can't go five kilometers for a, for a few weeks there and you're just kind of, you know, you're just kind of longing for some air. And so maybe some of you are, have been running so fast, so long, maybe you're, you're feeling exhausted and, and you need some rest. You need a really good long drink. You know, I do a number of uh, webinars and training with leaders, including church ministers and uh, for, for many of them, they just go and go and go and they, they don't take time to rest. You know, all of life has this rhythm of, of activity and then rest. You know, the sun rises and then the sun sets. The tide goes out and then the tide goes in. We breathe in and then we breathe out. Imagine if you just breathed out all day. <laughs> that's, that's not going to be a good day. We breathe out, but then we breathe in. Uh, if we put your heart on an ECG meter, you'd see a wave, a wave of your heartbeat. If, if, if the line is straight, <laughs> you're in trouble. Uh, the truth is we need a good balance of activity and rest, of engagement and disengagement. And so if, if you're feeling tired, if you're feeling fatigued in your race, of course you're going to be slowing down, and that's okay. It's time to, to grab a drink. It's time to take a rest. And hopefully we've, got, hopefully we've got some holidays coming up where you can shut down, turn off, and, and you know, get with some energizing people, family and friends, and just have a long drink. 
Sometimes we're slowing down, not because we're fatigued, but because we're uncertain. You know, if you're, if you're driving and you come to an intersection, you notice you naturally, well, hopefully you do, you naturally slow down because the conditions of the road have changed. And often in life, we come to parts of our race where we're at an intersection, we're in new territory, there's changed conditions, we're at a bit of a crossroads, and you don't want to be racing through that intersection. You've got to slow down because you've got some decisions to make. You're going to go left, you're going to go right, you're going to go straight ahead. And sometimes we can even be a little confused if we're not quite sure what's going on. And so maybe you are slowing down because you're in a time of uncertainty. Maybe there's some new things. Maybe you started a new job or you've just moved to a new house or you're in a new relationship. Uh, You know, when things are new, we're uncertain. And so we need time just to kind of uh, find our feet, as it were, and, and just to adjust and reorientate. You know, for my wife, Nicole, and I, we, uh, we finished up, I, I was 32 years on staff at uh, a church here in Melbourne. And, uh, you know, when we finished up, we took six months off and we, we moved to Queensland for a while. You know, it was a total disorientation because everything was unfamiliar. Everything was new. And it, it's taken a while just to think, well, who are we now and what do we want to do in this next season? And so maybe for some of you, you're in a time of transition. It's called a liminal space. It's a bit like letting go of one trapeze and you haven't quite caught the next trapeze. That's a little scary, you know, in that in-between time. And so if you're in this uncertain stage, of course you're going to be slowing down. And so just be patient with yourself. Things will start to come clear. Sometimes we're slowing down because we lost our passion. You know, we're kind of doing life, but we're going through the motions. And instead of getting up and saying, good morning, Lord, it's kind of good Lord, it's morning. And, and you know, we're just... Yeah, we're just feeling a little lethargic, a little indifferent. And we all have days like this, but sometimes we have whole seasons where we're just, we're just not enjoying life, we're not enjoying what we're doing. We kind of lost that fire. And if that's your situation, then it's natural that you'll be slowing down and just looking for that fresh spark in what you're doing. And so we're talking about the race of life today, different, different places we may be in our race. Firstly, you might be going strong. That's a great place to be. Or secondly, you might be slowing down, slowing down because you're tired, because you're uncertain, or maybe just lost some enthusiasm for the whole thing. A, a third situation you may be in today is maybe you've stopped. Maybe you've actually stopped in your race. Why, why would you stop? You know, sometimes tragedy hits us. You know, it doesn't take too long to realize bad things happen to good people. And pain and hurt and tragedy touch most of our lives. And we don't always know why. But, you know, when, when a tragedy comes into your world, it's like everything stops. I remember as a kid uh, playing soccer uh, one day and uh, the opponent um, between us was the ball and, and he, the ball was kind of waist tight and, and he, he went and he tried to kick the ball, but he missed the ball and kicked me right in the stomach. And uh, I was winded. And it's like everything froze. It's like time stood still. It felt like about five minutes where I was just like I, could, I couldn't breathe. And then suddenly I was able to breathe again. Like, that's a really scary moment. And, you know, when you, when you have a tragedy in your life, um, that, that's what it's like. You just feel winded and you just you can hardly breathe and it's a normal response to have that sense of grief it's such a powerful emotion you know back in 1990 my mum uh, went to america with my dad and uh, at the los angeles airport she had a massive heart attack I still remember the phone call and just how shocked we were and 
unfortunately she passed away a few days later and you know for me and our family it's it's like you, you want to run a race it's like our whole race stopped for quite an extended period and so maybe for you today i don't know has a relationship broken up are you struggling with some sickness maybe you just experienced some redundancy you know when life knocks us around like that we don't even feel like running it's like we have to stop and catch our breath and you can't keep running at full steam you have to take some time to stop sometimes we stop because of failure have you ever tripped up <laughs> you ever made a mistake ever tumbled down and felt a little embarrassed and ashamed i sure have and one of the things i love about the bible is the bible doesn't just tell us stories of great victories and great achievements it, it tells us about people's failure there was this guy named Peter, and he was one of Jesus' followers, and he made some pretty bold declarations. Uh, he said to Jesus, I'll never deny you. You know, he had some pretty good intentions. He was pretty confident. Yet the truth was he ended up denying he even knew Jesus three times in a row. And, uh, you know, the gospel writers tells, uh, tells us that uh, when that happened, he went out and he wept bitterly. He was so disappointed. He hadn't lived up to his own good intentions. And, you know, sometimes when that happens to us, you know, maybe the business has gone belly up, you know, maybe that plan you had is just, you know, blown, blown into smithereens through, through the COVID-19 pandemic this year. You know, when, when you fail, when things fall apart, we can, we can feel devastated and, and we just kind of stop in our race and don't even feel like running. You know, when we go through a failure, when we go through a tragedy, it's easy to kind of get into the blame game, like whose fault is this? You know, uh, we, we definitely want to unpack situation, but we don't want to stay there and end up kind of wallowing in self-pity. You know, I found winning in the race of life is not about never falling, never stopping. It's about getting up each time you fall. Uh, Proverbs 24, 16, here's some wisdom for us today. This is uh, probably written 3,000 years ago. It says, though a righteous person falls seven times, they rise again. I, I love that, you know. Good, good, good people aren't people who never fail, who never stumble, but each time they stumble, each time they trip up, they rise again and they keep running their race. Uh, sometimes we stop in our race not because of tragedy or failure, but because of discouragement. Life has just gotten too hard. Again, there's this uh, story in the Bible uh, of this man named Elijah. Elijah had some huge highs, some huge accomplishments in his vocation as a prophet, uh, but he had some huge lows. In fact, after one huge successful experience, he had this huge low where he was so tired. He slept for hours. He was exhausted. He was so discouraged. He was depressed. He even had suicidal thoughts wanting to die. Again, I love the Bible's authenticity and just showing us the rawness of the human experience. What's amazing is the, narr the narrator tells us that God came to Elijah. and He didn't kick him. He didn't berate him. He encouraged him. He brought him some food. He had him rest. Uh, you know, when you're down, God doesn't kick you. He reaches out to help you. Um, you know, Elijah had, had some distortion. He, he, he thought he was the only one serving God. I'm the only one left. And God says, well, actually, there's 7,000 others. You know, sometimes when you're discouraged, when you're a little depressed, your thinking gets distorted. Elijah's was out 7,000 to one. That's, that's how distorted his view of reality was. And so God had to help him through this period of discouragement. And so maybe you've stopped in your race just because you're discouraged or depressed, feeling down at this time. Another category in our race could be maybe you're detoured. 
maybe you've taken a wrong turn. <laughs> maybe you're, you're heading the wrong way. You might even be lost. Um, you know, we all get lost. Of course, we know men get lost more than women, but men don't want to talk about it. In fact, some people say the reason Moses wandered in the wilderness for 40 years was he wouldn't stop and ask for directions. And then some people say the reason it takes 4 million male sperm to fertilize one female egg is none of them will stop and ask for directions either. Of course, us men know we don't get lost. We just discover alternative destinations. Anyway, the point is we all take some wrong turns from time to time. Sometimes we go a direction that seems right at the time, but after a while you go, you know what? I think I'm on the wrong road. There's a classical par- classic parable Jesus uh, told of a, a, a prodigal son who, you know, he headed for the bright lights of the city and seemed like a really good route to take. But, you know, in the end, uh, it wasn't all it was cut out to be. He ended up in the bottom in, in a bit of a pigsty. And uh, he realized he'd taken the wrong road. And so sometimes we realized, you know, I'm on the wrong road. I've made a mistake. The best thing is just to admit it and to make a U-turn and to get back on track, get back on the road that you want to be traveling along. And so how about you today? How is your race? It's just one way to view your life. How's the race of your life? Are you going strong? If so, fantastic. We're cheering you on. Are you slowing down? You're feeling a little tired and fatigued today. Are you uncertain? Are you in some new territory? Have you lost some passion and some enthusiasm? Or have you stopped in your race? Has a tragedy come your way? You're feeling a bit winded. Have you tripped up? Are you feeling discouraged? Or maybe you've detoured. Maybe you've taken a turn that you realize, (laughs) I think I'm on the wrong road. This isn't heading to where I want to be. You know, the truth is, I've been in all of those situations in my life. Every one of those I've been in. But the key question is, where are you today? Yesterday's gone. Tomorrow isn't here yet. But where are you today? You know, we can also be in different places and different areas in our life. You know, in your home or your relationships, you might be in one kind of place in your race. In your work or your studies, you might be in another place in your faith. Uh, We can be in different places kind of conditions in our various aspects of our life. The good news is things can change in a moment. And wherever you are today, whatever uh, your race is like at this moment, I believe God is for you. He's cheering you on and he's wanting you to finish the race that you started. You know, back in 1968, it was the Mexico City Olympics. And at 7 p.m. on the 20th of October, it was beginning to get dark It was getting a little cold. And the last of the Olympic marathon runners were being assisted away to the first aid stations. Over an hour earlier, Mamo Waldi of Ethiopia had charged across the finish line, winning this 26-mile race, looking as strong and vigorous as when he started. And as the last few thousand spectators began preparing to leave, they heard police sirens and whistles through the gate entering the stadium. The attention turned to that gate and a sole figure wearing the colors of Tanzania came limping into the stadium. His name was John Stephen Aquari. He was the last man to finish the marathon in 1968. His leg was bandaged and bloody. He had taken a bad fall earlier in the race. Now all he could do was limp his way around the track and the crowd stood and applauded as he completed his last lap. When he finally crossed the finish line, uh, one reporter asked him the question everyone was wondering, you're badly injured. Why didn't you quit? 
Why didn't you give up? With quiet dignity, he said. This is John Stephen Aquari. With quiet dignity, he said, my country did not send me 7,000 miles to start this race. My country sent me to finish this race. What a wonderful story. You know, you may be feeling a little hobbled, a little injured, but, you know, God doesn't want you just to start this race called life. He wants you to finish it really, really well. I want to close my message today with a poem. It's an old poem, and it's about a children's race. It's actually about a boys' race, and I was trying to change it to a boys' and girls' race with a father and a mother, but uh, it got a little awkward. So as I read it, I'll trust you to make it a bit more gender-inclusive as you listen to this story today. It's an old poem called The Race. Quit. Give up. You're beaten, they shout at me and plead. There's just too much against you now. This time, you can't succeed. And as I start to hang my head in front of failure's face. My downward fall is broken by the memory of a race. And hope refills my weakened will as I recall that scene. For just the thought of that short race rejuvenates my being. A children's race, young boys, young men, how I remember well. Excitement, sure, but also fear. It wasn't hard to tell. They all lined up so full of hope, each thought to win that race, or tie for first, or if not that, at least take second place. And fathers watched from off the side, each cheering for his son. And each boy hoped to show his dad that he would be the one. The whistle blew and off they went, young hearts and hopes afire. To win and be the hero there was each young boy's desire. And one boy in particular, whose dad was in the crowd, was running near the lead and thought, my dad will be so proud. But as they speeded down the field across a shallow dip, the little boy who thought to win lost his step and slipped. Trying hard to catch himself, his hands flew out to brace, and amid the laughter of the crowd, he fell flat on his face. So down he fell, and with him hope, he couldn't win now. Embarrassed, sad, he only wished to disappear somehow. But as he fell, his dad stood up and showed his anxious face, which to the boy so clearly said, get up and win the race. He quickly rose, no damage done, behind a bit, that's all, and ran with all his mind and might to make up for his fall. So anxious to restore himself, to catch up and to win, his mind went faster than his legs and he slipped and fell again. He wished then he had quit before with only one disgrace. I'm hopeless as a runner now. I shouldn't try to race. But in the laughing crowd, he searched and found his father's face. That steady look which said, get up and win the race. So up he jumped to try again, 10 yards behind the last. If I'm to gain those yards, he thought, I've got to move real fast. Exerting everything he had, he regained eight or 10, but trying so hard to catch the lead, he slipped and fell again. Defeat. He lay there silently, a tear dropped from his eye. There's no sense running anymore. Three strikes, I'm out. Why try? The will to rise had disappeared. All hope had fled away. So far behind now, so error prone, a failure all the way. I've lost, so what's the use, he thought. I'll live with my disgrace. But then he thought about his dad, who soon he'd have to face. Get up, an echo sounded low. Get up and take your place. 
You were not meant for failure here. Get up and win the race. With borrowed will, get up, it said. You haven't lost it all. For winning is no more than this, to rise each time you fall. So up he rose to run once more. And with a new commit, he resolved that win or lose, at least he wouldn't quit. So far behind the others now, the most he'd ever been. Still he gave it all he had and ran as though to win. Three times he'd fallen, stumbling. Three times he rose again. Too far behind to hope to win, he still ran to the end. They cheered the winning runner as he crossed the line first place. Head high and proud and happy, no failing, no disgrace. But then the fallen youngster crossed the line last place. The crowd gave him the greater cheer for finishing the race. And even though he came last with head bowed low and proud, he would have thought he'd won the race to listen to the crowd. And to his dad, he sadly said, I didn't do so well. To me, you won, his father said. You rose each time you fell. And now when things get dark and hard and difficult to face, the memory of that little boy helps me in my race. For all my life is like that race with ups and downs and all. And all you have to do to win is rise each time you fall. Quit. Give up. You're beaten. They still shout in my face. But another voice within me says, get up and win the race. I'd love to pray for you today. God, thank you for our few moments together this Sunday morning. For every person tuning in, listening today, maybe listening to a recording a little later, as they think about their race, I pray for them right now. For those that are going strong, Lord, may they see your smile and your encouragement today. We cheer them on. For those that are slowing down for various reasons, some are tired and fatigued, I pray you'd refresh them and restore them and help them take a a big, deep breath, a a long drink at the fountain in this coming season. For those that are slowing down because they're uncertain, they're in new situations, they're in those liminal spaces, just let your peace and comfort and guidance be there for them. For those that have just lost passion, Lord, I pray that you would just reignite a spark of hope for them today. Lord, for those that have stopped in their race, maybe tragedy has come their way and they're just feeling winded right now, would you comfort them? Would you put your loving arms around about them and strengthen them, hold them during this time? For those that have fallen and stumbled, thank you that there's forgiveness and we can get up and and, and go again. Lord, for those that are discouraged today, feeling down, maybe depressed, maybe even suicidal and thinking, is it really worth living? I pray today that the voice of hope would come into their heart and their spirit today. They would realize life is worth living and they'll get through this and you would encourage, put courage in them today. Lord, for those that are detoured, maybe taking a wrong turn and going, that was a bad move. Lord, we've all done it. I pray today they would turn and get back on track for the life that you have for them. For all of us today in our race of life, Lord, we've got one life to live. This is not a dress rehearsal. This is not a practice run. We get one life and we want to make it the best life we can to, to live for you, to live for others, to make the world a better place. May we also encourage one another in our race. We're all in different places and may we not project where we are on someone else. May we have the the sensitivity, the empathy, the understanding to know how to relate and what 
best to say to people who are in different stages in their race. Lord, I ask this today. I pray a blessing on everyone listening. In Jesus' name, amen.